Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I am here with, with Roz Thornton. Hi Roz, how are you? Hi, I'm fine and I'm doing it without alcohol. How did that happen? I am too. <laughs> I have. Look. Good girl. So I... I always, not always, but I generally say in January that I'm going to do a mildly moist January. Not giving up alcohol completely because I just think when you do complete, then it just becomes mm. too much about something else. And mine's was just about, you know, chilling out. Even though our Christmas wasn't wild this year no. because there was nowhere to go. But usually exactly. our Christmases are like party after party after party after party. Both of us have big families you know, lots of friends and everything, party after party after party. So January, I tried to like calm it down a bit. Well, it was already calm. So January, I didn't drink at all. And now I'm mm. still like, don't really miss it. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm not drinking, but I am saying I'm drinking a cup of tea tonight. <laughs> Great. So, Roz, what's your business called and what do you do? Ooh, wow. Um, my business is called Amazing Women Global. It's a coaching and training company. And I work mainly with women, although not exclusively, because I do get sometimes you meet men in different situations and they may decide that they want to be coached by you. I do make it clear in all my branding and advertising that it is aimed at women. But, you know, if men want to take that on board, then I'm happy. You know, the teachings, the tools and techniques, all the courses that I develop are completely universal and they apply to, to men and women as well. But I'd say about 90% of my clientele and people who sort of, you know, like my stuff are females. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I help salon owners. So I suppose a large percentage of them are women. So a lot of my marketing kind of aims towards the, the female kind of, you know, um, clientele. Uh, because I, I I know their pain points more than I would know, you know, a, a guy's pain points. But like like you, you know, my clients are probably about thirty percent men. It's not that I exclude mm. them, but they're probably the type of person who would go for my type of teaching yeah. as opposed yeah. to looking specifically for you know somebody who only deals with women. So yes, yes, yes. and I think that's the same for me. And um, okay. people always say to me, "Why do I work with women?" and I and it, it wasn't a deliberate thing. When I, um, when I qualified as a coach many years ago, it was about eight years ago now, um, I wasn't sure about what my niche was and who I wanted to, to target. But I found myself more drawn to some of the struggles that women had. And I found a lot of women were struggling with that whole, you know, have a child, now I want a bit more work-life balance. I'm, I'm a bit of a crossroads with my career so I really started out really helping women to navigate some of those difficult decisions that they had to make do I go part-time you know do I leave and set up on my own but it's too scary or I've got imposter syndrome or you know I don't feel good enough and oh no I can't apply for that job I couldn't possibly apply for that job I'm definitely not qualified so I was getting a lot of women coming to me with those kind of issues so I kind of um, started out, if you like, just coaching around careers and, and work-life balance. And that's how I started. Um, but then I started to get contracts because before I became a coach, I worked for local authorities. I was a community development manager for 20 years. So I'm used to working on estates. I'm used to working 
you know, in difficult situations. I'm used to working with, um, you know, society who are probably um, a little bit more disadvantaged. So um, sometimes I'll get contracts to go and work um, with local authorities or with housing associations. And what I found was that um, quite a few groups were coming to me and saying, well, actually, I've got a group of people. They're not quite ready for work. They're not quite sure what they want to do. They know they don't want to be on benefits forever. Can you help them? And this is where I de designed my confidence course. So I ended up having two courses. So I, I had a course um, around work-life balance and careers and, you know, how do you make your next decision? And then suddenly I had this course around confidence because I was getting, you know, quite a few people saying, well, I can't even think about work. I can't even think about getting off benefits. I can't even think about you know, doing something like that. I just don't, you know, I'm just too nervous. I've got anxiety, I've got stress, I've got this, I've got that, I've got four kids and, you know, I just want some control in my life. I just want some clarity. I just want, you know, I just want, I know I want to change, but I don't know what direction I want to go in and I don't know who I am anymore. And it wasn't, you know, I would say a majority of them were mums. Um, and, you know, and I could identify with that struggle because I went through my own journey, which I'll tell you about a bit later on. So I ended up with these two courses. So I ended up with the confidence course, build your confidence. And then a lot of these women were then transitioning into work. Once their confidence had been built up, they were like, oh yeah, I've got to get a job now. And then they were getting a job. And for the first time, some of these women, they were um, earning their own money. And then, but this is, this, is, this is the crux of it. So this is what happened after that. So, so I'd get them through the first two stages. So confidence, career, get a job, get some money. And then can you guess what happened, Denise? Then they had the confidence, then they had the great money, and then you built on that. So what did you teach them next? What did I teach them next? So what I taught them next was, um, because I, and then this is what was happening. I had the same set of women coming back to me and saying, well, I'm working. I'm earning this amount of money every month. How is it I've got no money left at the end of the month? Oh, how, God, comes, yeah. how comes I'm always in debt? How comes this? How comes I can't manage my money? And I was like, okay, so now I need to go back and develop a money course. <laughs> so that's how I ended up with three courses. And, I, and I've largely, in the last eight years, I've largely stuck to those three key areas. And it's just grown and grown and grown. And it's been absolutely fantastic. And I've, I've had recordings and I've um, recorded some of my courses and workshops. And... Um, because of the whole lockdown situation and COVID, it's really given me the kick up the arse I needed to get those courses out there and get them on my website and get them distributed. So I was really, going to say, how do you do mm, the teaching? Is it kind of a... It's always been face-to-face. -face. It's always been in a ah. workshop style group coaching. Um, I do, I have dealt in the beginning, I did deal with clients one-to-one, -one, but you know, I'd rather, I'd much rather work in a group situation one-to-many is great but now again lockdown has come and sometimes with zoom and everything and you don't have to travel anywhere everyone's used to working online now so now I'm starting to pick up more one-to-one -one clients again so it's really interesting um it's funny but, you say that I've always mm. been that person who cause I, I work um largely in a kind of you know semi-corporate kind of world and yeah. I and I've never been that person who thinks that you need a meeting for everything you know there's very few meetings that I don't leave that I, that I end up saying this could have been an email because I just 
I'm all about the efficiency. I don't understand why people want meeting after meeting after meeting when it could be a phone call, it could be an email, it could be, you know, anything like that. And it's funny you say about the whole, you know, face to face and stuff like that. Now, the more I'm doing stuff, the more I'm thinking, do you know what? A group workshop would be lovely because, yeah, you can't have loads of people in a in a room anymore, but it's so much so much more socially acceptable to have loads of people in Zoom where they can bounce ideas off each other and and learn. So it's really mm. interesting you say that, and I yeah. love the fact that you're now thinking about how you can bring that to fruition online, and mm. the fact that it's actually brought back more one to one people because that's exactly what's happened to me. Mm. My one my one to ones kind of um, tapered off after the first lockdown-ish, maybe June time. And now so many more one-to-ones are are coming back. It's really interesting, the circle of of that journey. Yeah, because you don't have to actually go anywhere to have a one-to-one. It's so easy Mm. now to say, oh, let's just jump on a Zoom. Let's have a chat, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and and it works just as well, I think. So it's, as we're all navigating and we're all getting used to it and it's, and you know, I don't know where, I don't know where we'd be without it now. (laughs) No, I mean, if my... 70 year old father-in-law can do zoom rather than traveling up to glasgow which he would have done before then i think anyone can do it i know Mm. i mean you know that i think that was a struggle that i had before because i cover the whole of england i you know if people would say to me you know can you help me open up a salon in you know newcastle i'd be like let's jump on zoom and people would be like oh i just prefer face to face now i'm like covid Mm. (laughs) let's jump on zoom yeah so so one of the things and again I'm just thinking um one of the big reasons why I tend to gravitate towards women as well is because some of the things that they're going through and I can see that they're going through are some of the things that I went through you know when I had my uh, first daughter and um, when I was had my first daughter I was a single mum and I went through my own struggles um particularly with work and work-life balance and then with money and I got into quite a lot of debt and I, I realized that even though I could kind of manage month to month, you know, as long as I had money in the bank, I I didn't really take much notice of what was going on until I became a single mum. Obviously, I had lots more expenses. And then I realised I couldn't couldn't make ends meet. And, you know, there was just more months at the end of the money. So I... Yeah, 100%. I was a single mum for five years ish I, I still think I of myself six. I was one for six. Oh, you win though I still think of myself as a single mum because even though I'm remarried he doesn't have any financial responsibility for my kids and he doesn't make decisions I mean he's a great stepfather we don't call him stepfather but he's a great stepfather in the fact that he loves them and he you know it makes them more badly behaved and you know gives them terrible ideas but he doesn't take on any of the responsibility or anything so I kind of still see myself as a single mom yeah. but not not in the same respect as it was before where it was like you know nobody to bounce ideas off of so I don't have that mm. side of it but I completely resonate with you my only thing that I would say to you is that when I was in that situation because I had 25,000 pounds worth of debt when my husband first husband left and I didn't ask anyone for help. I mm. literally, blood, sweat and tears, silently dragged myself out of that and made my, a success of myself. And mm. I would be interested to know how you get to those women because I mm. wish I hadn't done that. I say to every mm. woman, don't do what I did because it nearly mm. killed me. Yeah. I mean, how do you get to those women? Well, again, because I work on both sides of the spectrum in the sense that I work through um, non-profit organizations so I partner with non-profit organizations so you can get to women who perhaps wouldn't access you know coaches and things like that 
But on the other hand, I, you know, through word of mouth and things like that, I work with organisations as well, you know, to help women who are perhaps in middle management positions and want to get a little bit higher. They just need a little bit more confidence or, you know, sometimes they'll call me in and I'll do group workshops, you know, with a staff team, maybe an all female staff team. And, you know, there's certain dynamics going on. So sometimes I get called in to run workshops and, and resolve some, of, you know, help resolve some of those issues. So, you know, this work has just taken me in so many different directions that I could never even dream of. So there I was, you know, going back about 18, 19 years, you know, in lots of debt, think, getting red letters through the door, ignoring them, not wanting to deal with them. And I'm sure lots of people have been through the same thing. And gotcha. then just literally feeling like everything's collapsing around you. And what I did was I actually just got down on my knees and just said, because there was no one else, you know, there's only myself and my daughter in the house. And I, I, you know, if anybody heard me, I was mad, but I got down on my knees and I just said, God, if you're out there, God, you know, Allah and Buddha, you know, just for good measure. Whichever, any one of you, I'll accept it from anyone. I said, I accept help from anyone. I I don't care, the universe. This is a, a collective cry for help. And I just remember just crying and just thinking, uh, you know, I just need help. But I didn't pick up the phone and ask anyone I knew. It's no, so me crazy, isn't it, that we would never do that? Because I think at, at that point, the only alternative I had was to bring my mum, you know, who lives 200 miles away and say, can I come home and just walk away from London and then live in the box room for however long with my baby? So it was like that was the only other option or make something of myself in London. And um, literally after I did that, within a week, help came. It just, it just literally, I got a, um, a post through the door and I got a video, I got DVDs, I got books from people who I hadn't heard of for two, three years. So, oh, I'm just thinking of you. Um, how are you? Haven't heard from you for ages. Just thought I'd send you this. Yeah. And um, and, that, and that was it, really. Just just literally um, out of the blue, just got um, certain books and DVDs that really opened my eyes and really expanded my mind and got me to think about things that I'd never in a million years ever thought about. So things like, um, you know, where limiting beliefs come from and you know how our thoughts become things and how we can visualize and you know how important things like gratitude are all these things I've never heard of in in my life you know and suddenly I was getting all this information and when I started to do some of those little exercises um, I found that things started to shift and change and synchronicity started happening I'd get I'd bump into people in the street I remember Literally, there was a day when I went out with my daughter in the pushchair and for the whole day, at least five people just came up to me and gave me money. It is just so bizarre. That has never, ever happened to me in my life before or since. But there was just one day I was just out minding my own business and I was pushing the pushchair and someone just came up to me and just said, oh, you know, cute baby, blah, blah, blah. What's their name? Blah, blah, blah. And then they just sort of gave me a pound or two pounds. Someone gave me five pounds and said, oh, buy her an ice cream. She's so cute. Oh, like, huh? I just like it, it just happened for one day. But I just feel like so many things, little things just happened like that. 
that just made me think, wow, you know, it's kind of, it is the universe saying we've got your we got your back. Yeah. I, I remember, I do remember the day that everything kind of changed for me. And I hadn't long been separated from my ex husband. And I was standing in St. Albans Town Centre and my phone rang. And it was a, it was, you know, it was a, a name of this guy that I hadn't spoken to for absolutely years, like a good 10 years. And he rang me up. No, it couldn't have been that long, but whatever it was, a good five years or something. And he rang me up and he said, I just had this client ring me and say, you know, he needs help with this property portfolio. And I, the mm. first person I thought of was you. Mm. But I can't see what you're doing on LinkedIn anymore. I was just wondering, do mm. you need, you know, do you fancy mm. taking on this project? And I was like, mm. uh, let me think about this. I've got 25 grand's worth of debt, just become <laughs> a single mum, about <laughs> to lose my house. Yeah. And, I, and I said to him, yeah, sure. Like, what's the rate? And he 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 said a rate, and I kind mm. no sorry, and I said a rate, and he must have misheard me. So when he rang me back the next day and said, "Yeah, yeah, the guy's absolutely fine," mm. he'd doubled the rate I'd said to him because he must wow. have thought that that's what I'd said because I was obviously yeah. devaluing myself because I was in yeah. that kind of mindset. He doubled it and yeah. said to me, "He can't afford that." but he can afford and then a tiny bit less than that, which was almost double mm. what I'd asked for. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'll make it work. And it just like you was like, it came from nowhere. It came from absolutely nowhere. So I do really believe in those kind of times when, you just have to make things work and you have to believe in it. Like like you came to gratitude and, and all of that. I didn't come to that till about two years ago, but I do really believe in oh, wow. being grateful for what you've got in order yeah. to have more yes. in your life. Exactly, exactly. And, um, and then I started to expand my networks and, you know, I started to get more involved with people who were of like mind, who were in the, you know, in a personal development space. And, you know, I just saw so many changes in my life. I was able to get to the point where I was able to start to invest in property and, you know, develop a portfolio for myself. And it was just like, I was so proud of myself. I was like, oh my well, God. Well, me I'm too. So Are you a landlord? Yeah. Yes, oh, you're me- I am, yeah. I'm, I'm starting a new tribe, female landlord tribe. You're going to have to join with me. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Look, I, help and, out uh, a, I help out with a lot of um, Facebook landlord groups and I've just found the space is not a safe space for for landlords who because I'm trained so landlords who Mm. aren't trained to ask legitimate questions it's like people go Mm. oh my god you're stupid no they're just not trained so I'm starting my own group so you'll have to come play yes yes I'd love to hear a little bit more about that Mm. but yeah so I became a landlord and these are things that I never dreamed I'd be able to do and you know I, I started doing things and the more I did the more empowered I became and the more I was like, oh, my God, I can do this. I never, ever thought, you know, I was a very average student at school. No one thought I'd really amount to that much. I was very talkative. I was always getting told off for talking and giggling because I just, you know, wanted to have a good time, really. And uh, it's quite interesting now I get paid to talk. So <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. so, so if anyone needs your help, where can hmm. they find you? So they can contact me through lots of different ways. They can, if they're on Instagram, they can contact me at Amazing Women Global. 
if they're on Facebook, they can just go to the Amazing Women Global page on Facebook. And they can also just have a look at my website, which is www.amazingwomenglobal. That's brilliant. If you could put all of that information underneath, I've tagged you on our post in Facebook Excellent. as well. So that would be amazing. Brilliant. So and what I've got three lots tips? of freebies to give away. So I've got oh, lots good. of freebies Tell me about them then. People, yeah. So if people want any freebies, I've got um, manifestation for health and wealth, which is an interview that I did with somebody else. And I managed to get hold of the recording and now. So I, you know, I give that away for free because there's lots of really tips and great hints in there. And I, I think I went on a little bit of a spiritual journey as well. So there's a little bit of that in there as well. You know, I love my crystals. I love my salt lamp, you know, and um, I love I love sort of like making this not, not decisions, but I sort of like um, write my intentions when there's a like a, a, a new moon you know, so to sort of bring those in. So I have a little bit of those sorts of things in there. So if anyone's interested, um, I've, I'm also going to offer a free coaching session. Um, it's it's going to be for 30 minutes. And if anybody wants to, you know, really get to grips with their confidence, their career or their money, um, then, yeah, just contact me um, and we'll set up um, a free half hour call and I'll oh that'd be give brilliant yeah definitely put all that yeah put yeah all that information below because that'd be so handy for some of our excellent um, yeah because because like you like you you were saying I would hate to think there's anyone out there who really desperately needs their some help now that you know self-help is and uh, personal development is a lot more out there when I was starting to go on my journey nearly 20 years ago you know the only information we could get was from America and yeah um, you know, it was just kind of starting in Britain then and it was very new and no one knew much about it. So it, it, it's such it's such a, a great honour and privilege now to be able to give that information away, you know, to people who really need it. And yes, I have packages, but, you know, I've got packages on my website for like £97. I don't, I did never want a price to be a barrier for people being able to access this information because it, it really useful. It's helped hundreds and thousands of people and I've also been able to been lucky enough to take this message abroad. So I've uh, last year, just before lockdown, I managed to travel to South Africa. Uh, the year before that, I travelled to Thailand. Um, the year before that, I was in Saint Kitts. <laughs> so you know, See, that's the worst thing about my job. It, it, I deal with English property law, so yeah. I can only practice in England. And I'm always like, damn you. How yeah. much different could it be in other countries? I'm sure I could learn yeah. a different specialism. Maybe do a little bit of international property law. You know, oh, yeah. people are getting holiday homes. Yes. Yeah. The holiday home market, that might pick up again. I don't really do, lockdown. yeah. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I'll concentrate so, yeah, on the so, stuff I've got going yeah, at the minute so, and then I'll so think I'm, about that. I'm, I've been able to work with lots of women and empower them, not just in the UK, but also in different countries. Um you know, by the end of this year, we're planning to go to Jamaica, which is where my parents are from originally. And, um, you know, hopefully do, do get some connections and do some work out there with some women's projects. So it's just been when I said um, Amazing Women Global, the only reason why I added global onto it, because I wanted an amazing women originally. But that name was actually taken when I went to register my business. And so I just thought, oh, I'll just stick global on the end. But I never imagined in my wildest dreams that it actually would be a global business and now with lockdown and everything's online 
it's becoming even more global because people can access you wherever you are. I'm not running around all the time now. So yeah, yeah. such an amazing way. <clears throat> I love your business. That's a great idea. So what three tips would you give somebody who wanted to get into kind of a coaching industry or or felt that they needed to the help of someone like you who could, you know, give them confidence or the ability to manage their own um, financial situation? What would be your three tips for either of those? I think the three, the first thing I would say is, is to just go on YouTube and access lots and lots of, um, there's so much out there, um, you know, much more there than when I started out. Just go on YouTube and just look, type in motivational videos and start to get familiar with what people are saying about, you, you'll get a lot of like rags to riches stories, for example, you'll get a lot of people who say, or people who have, you know, had disabilities and I managed to do this. And, you know, you've got people who, you know, maybe they had uh, illnesses and things like that and they've over, how they've overcome them. So we really get into the vibration of people who are achieving things, people who are successful. There's one thing I will say is that, you know, the press, especially in the UK, can, can tend to be a bit negative and doom and gloom sometimes. So I say rather than like at nine, 10 o'clock at night, just before you go to bed, you're sitting there watching the news. I would say to people, get on YouTube, stick on some motivational videos and or some lovely relaxing sort of, you know, meditation music or something like that. And just, you know, get inspired, get into the vibration of people who are successful. That's the first thing I would do. And that won't cost you a penny. You know, you can contact people like myself who are offering free gifts and free sessions. There are lots and lots of coaches out there who will offer a 30 minute free discovery session, see if they can help you in any way. Um, and again, that won't cost you anything. I, you know, I did quite a lot of them when, you know, when I was first starting. Um, so, yeah, just get out there and just access all the free stuff and, and just start to build up an idea as to what needs to happen for you, because I think a lot of people, they know that there's something not quite right, but they, they're not sure what it is that they're struggling with, if that makes sense. So they do need yeah. some clarity and some guidance around that. And yeah, I think, I think a lot of issues that people have mm. are a symptom of an actual different problem, mainly. Exactly. So the first thing I would say is just, just get out there, access lots of material, read books, and, and really see who you're drawn to, and then start to think to yourself, why? Try to identify some patterns. So write things down. So if you if you are drawn to certain types, so I was always drawn to people who talked about spiritual things and I didn't know why. And then obviously I realized later on I was going to have my own spiritual journey. So it was kind of like, you know, when you start to write things down, oh, I like that person. Why do I like that person? Oh, because they're talking about crystals and they're talking about this and that. So, you know, so you can start to, to write things down, journal, you know, keep yeah. notes keep track of yourself when we're at work we're always achieve trying to achieve targets we're always writing reports we're always keeping track of things we're always monitoring things but no one's monitoring us no one's monitoring our thoughts no one's monitoring our behavior no one's monitoring our emotions only you can do that so that's the first thing I would say is access all the free stuff second thing I would say is um you know write things down whatever you're going through whatever you're feeling if you've got feelings of anger, write it down. Why? I don't know, but just write it down, you know. How does it feel? Where do you feel it in your body? You know, write everything down that you can about those feelings. And then the third thing I would um, do is to say to people is look at who you surround yourself with. 
because yeah. it's so it never ceases to amaze me how many people are surrounded by very negative people or people who are trying to snatch their dreams I call them dream snatchers or people who would try to drain their energy I call them energy suckers <laughs> so yeah um just be careful be mindful of who you've got around you and just start to watch their behavior towards you and and do they make you feel good or do they make your energy feel low yeah so they're my so three tips I love those three tips the only thing I would add to the first one is podcasts are great for nighttime go and sleep with there's loads of really motivational ones there's loads of great meditation ones and stuff like that so if it's something that you need to kind of get yourself into the right mind frame then I would strongly suggest turning that uh, TV off early, not yeah. watching the news before you go to bed yeah. and definitely getting those motivational words in your ears before you go to sleep. Anyway, we're coming to the end of the podcast and I end all of the podcasts with eight mile moment. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and I love the movie The Eight Mile. And he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him so that nobody can say anything back towards him. So Roz, what are the worst things about you? The worst things about me is probably I, people will say I talk too much. Nah. Um, I like to have a nice drink at the weekends. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I, I, I like to have a good time. I'm, I, you know, we're, we're on this earth for a limited amount of time. You know, if we're lucky, we'll get 85, you know, between 85, 90 years. And I just think, you know, enjoy. I, I like mm -hmm. to enjoy myself. Some people might think, you know, after I've had a couple of drinks that I'm a bit loud, a bit talkative, a bit chatty, but I don't care. I, you know, that's who I am. I've tried to change myself. I've tried to be this quiet, meek person that just sits in a corner and doesn't say anything and just observes life. I'm not that person. I'm the person that goes right in the middle, starts chatting to everyone. And by the end of the, the night, I know everyone's name. I know what they do. I know all their problems. And that's who I am. And, and I'm an unapologetically me. <laughs> me too. I'm fabulous. I don't know why you'd want me any other way. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm amazing. I know. You're I'm fabulous amazing. and I'm amazing. And exactly. can I just say, just before we leave, of course. Amazing Women Awards was started in 2017 by, by myself. And we had one in 2019. And that's to recognise the achievements of ordinary women who don't, ordinarily get recognized i wholly support that well thank you so much for being on the podcast raz uh, raz 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 so i like that raz <laughs> uh, and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at info at find surveyors.co.uk and as always we are running the instagram challenge every day of the month so get yourself over there and see if you can win yourself some prizes. Say goodbye, Rose. Bye. Bye.